0: Tell me why that is such a good sales statement, that in and of itself. Try this. I bet you've never had chocolate made from a 2000 year old recipe.
1: Well, first of all, 2000 year old recipe, it must be good because it is still around. Um, (laughs) And uh, yes, please, I will take all the samples that you want to give me i don't think anyone is mad to get a sample so it's so good because she draws you in with an offer a free offer right um nothing forceful just hey i bet you've never tried this you want some such a tease and of course it works Welcome to the Juicy Closers Podcast, where it's all about juicing your sales game so you can earn
0: more money in less time. Join us in creating Yes Closers. Subscribe now to never miss a juicy tip. Now, here are your hosts, Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Hey, Tina. Hey, Janelle. Are you excited for today's podcast episode?
1: More than you know because we got to do something super different and fun we haven't done before.
0: I know. I think this episode, I had the most fun planning of any of the episodes that we've done thus far. I've laughed so hard the last few days at what we are about to share with people. Um, So for those of you who are tuning in,
1: you've got something extra special this week, right, Tina? Yes. So good. So I'm going to let you take it away, Janelle. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll kind of just give people the
0: agenda of what we're going to talk about. So it's March and we are continuing on with our theme for March, which is body language and tone and sales. And so we've, we found some examples that we want to talk through with you, um, things that you can watch and see for yourself, but we're going to share our thoughts on, on it all. Um, and to start with, we're going to talk about what's been happening in our business and in sales over the last week—the good, the bad, the beautiful—and um, what's been happening that that uh, we'd love to share with you. So that's all part of it, and of course, stick around. At the end, we
1: have an extra special juice as well. Woohoo! I love that you said the good, the bad, and the beautiful. That's awesome. Because usually it's the ugly. I like beautiful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I do too. I was thinking of that when I was like, the good, the bad, the ugly. Others hasn't really been any ugly this week. And it's been um, much more beautiful. It's So I wanted to share with folks that we have an amazing team. And we wanted to give props to our team today. Um, we've got two people on our team who are selling with us, side by side with us. During the week, and it's our pleasure to both get to watch them shine and do their own beautiful work in sales, as well as um, support them as, for lack of a better word, managers, so to speak. Um, since uh, we're we're working with our clients to bring them on and help bring more sales, so yeah,
1: yeah, and I definitely want to hype them up even more because they show up so excited and happy to do the work. Um, And they actually look forward to our daily 15-minute sales check-in meetings, which I know for most people, they cringe when they think, oh gosh, I got to go to this mandatory meeting. No, not our ladies. They're like, oh my gosh, Did I miss it? Oh man, I really wanted to come. I'm so sorry. I'm going to start putting a reminder in my phone. So that's kind of the energy that we bring to these meetings. Um, and it's not just complaining about anything. It's like, Hey, this is what's happening. Um, what do you suggest I can help you with? And then we've laughed. I've laughed. So much this week. I, I I think I have abs now because of it. <laughs> because we've had some silly silly calls, um, but that's just part of the environment over here, and that's what really helps your people thrive. If you can create such a fun culture in sales, because it can be so so stressful most of the time. And if you are a manager, um, and you're always like, "Hey, what's happening with this lead? When are they going to close? Are they going to join? Are they going to buy?" Trust me, it's going to be so much harder for your team to actually convert versus you just being like, hey, I saw that lady's uh, application. She seemed like a silly one, huh? <laughs> and then we just talk about her and then it's just light and fun. And now they know what to do to um, follow up and close.
0: Yeah, I'm really proud of the culture that we've developed and It was both on purpose, I think, and accidental (laughs) because um, both of us knew what, when we came into this, what really annoyed us about previous sales jobs and things that we've held. We're like, we definitely do not want to bring this into our culture. We want something different. And people have responded really well to that. Um, for one thing, we usually don't have meetings for meetings sake. We're having meetings daily this week because we're having a lot of sales come through and we wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page, but we kept, we're keeping them to 15 minutes. Although yesterday we stayed on and just gabbed for 45 minutes just for fun. Yeah. Um, To connect. It's important. Yeah. Right. It is important. And, you know, we've, been fortunate to work with a lot of great, great salespeople who've been in touch with us and are still friends. And if they've moved on to other opportunities, we count them as friends and they check in regularly and see if we have other opportunities. We are hiring. So that's been fun as well. We've seen some really good applications come through and, um, we're being really careful about making sure that our culture comes through, which is fun, successful, professional, um, lighthearted, and yet deep at the same time.
1: Yes, absolutely. And on top of that, it is a culture of helping each other out. So we know that every salesperson has their own commission that they're looking to make. But it's so amazing to see our sales team members help each other out and just be like, oh, yay, you know, by the way, um, I have this email template that's great. Here it is. Um it might be helpful for you or, hey, I did this, like, here you go. And so it's such a cool culture of helping each other close because it's a win-win overall and it's not that jealousy, oh, she got more leads than me or, oh, how come, you know, I wasn't able to talk to that person. So, you know, that all of that stuff is really important.
0: Yeah, I think it is important in commission sales to make sure that it feels like a fair environment and that people are getting... The same playing field in terms of leads and opportunities to to make um, something happen, and at the same time that we're creating collaborations for sales to happen. When we first started out, we had a lot of conversations with salespeople. We don't have this anymore, where people be like, "I need to, can I split this commission? I talk to this person first, so and so, then close them. How does that work?" And it it really wasn't that bad. It just um, we don't have that anymore, and and that's because we've been deliberate about really bringing on people who have a collaborative mindset of, I help you win one day, you're going to help me win the next day. It all kind of comes back around like karma. <laughs> so um, we try to just make sure that the, the playing field is fair, that we give the right resources and the right training to everybody to be successful, and then let everyone go and do their genius
1: zone of genius work. Yes, love it. And collaboration. That was the word I was looking for. So thank you. <laughs> um, amazing. Anywho, that's a lot about us and this week. Um, let's dive right into the fun things that we're going to do. So as Janelle mentioned, um, we wanted to pull on very popular movie scenes or shows that portray sales. And, um, you know, since we can't really play it for you here to hear it, we're going to. S- include the link later. So if you ever want to open it up to watch, um, but we'll walk you through the scene and we're going to comment um, and put our thoughts and review on it, uh, whether it's good or bad, just for really good laughters and um, some juicy nuggets. Does that sound good?
0: That sounds great. And and before we dive into specific scenes, I just want to make some general comments about looking for famous sales scenes. Like if you go into YouTube and you, and you type in famous sales scenes or funny sales scenes, are going to be with men (laughs) as the main character. So we did find one that we want to share that um, is female-based. But I just have to say it's really interesting. It was really interesting for me to see how sales are portrayed in the movies and in popular culture. Um, And that's probably why a lot of people have some bad feelings about sales and salespeople because they're... Watching those things and they are really funny. Some of them are kind of true, and some of them are not so true.
1: Yeah, and a lot of them are cringeworthy too. Um, but yeah, so it did have a hard time trying to find a scene with females in it. So I'm glad Janelle found it. Um, let's let's talk about that one first. Shogula. Okay.
0: Yeah. So um, I stumbled onto this one. I don't think I actually even searched for it. Somehow. I think I put in women in business and movies and Chocolat came up and it's one of my favorite movies. And of course, we love food over here <laughs> at Defy Sales, <laughs> especially fine chocolates. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I have a stash in my desk drawer. You know, I'm fortunate that <laughs> if I run out of dark chocolate, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen today? Um, <laughs> It so definitely good. helps. What, well, yeah, with my day, um, yeah. So in this scene, a customer is coming into a chocolate shop, um, and well, several customers are there. There's a mom and a son, um, and the son is very interested in uh, trying out some chocolates. And then there is another woman in the store, um, and um, the shop owner is helping them try out the chocolates. So she says, the first thing that she says is try this. I bet you've never had hot chocolate made from a 2000 year old recipe. So when I say that, Tina, tell me why that is such a good sales statement that in and of itself, try this. I bet you've never had chocolate made from a 2000 year old recipe.
1: Well, first of all, 2,000-year-old recipe, it must be good because it is still around. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yes, please, I will take all the samples that you want to give me. I don't think anyone is mad to get a sample. So it's so good because she draws you in with an offer, a free offer, right? Um, nothing forceful, just, hey, I bet you've never tried this. You want some? Such a tease. And of course, it works.
0: It does. It works. It's not a in-your-face, hey, you want to buy it? It's, hey, do you want to try this? And um, Juliette Binoche, the actress who plays um, the shopkeeper, is so, I mean, her voice is so beautiful, which is part of why we picked this scene for you to listen to for tone, because it's seductive in and of itself. Not that women, that's a, I think, a misused stereotype as well, that women need to be seductresses to sell something. But her, the way that she sells it is about um, try this, like you are going to want to try this. It's so good, right? It's that in and of itself is such a tempting offer. Like, oh, it's so good. It's irresistible.
1: Yes, exactly. And then she does something very unique um, because the mom didn't let the son try right away. Uh, she had this really beautiful plate uh, with some kind of etching on it and she spins it. And then she tells uh she tells first the woman, "Hey, what do you see? What do you see?" And she says, "I see what is it that she sees?"
0: <laughs> she says she says she, she sees a woman, a woman riding a wild horse in this. And um and then so this is, this is the other woman in the, in the shop. And so she recommends, the shopkeeper recommends a pepper triangle. That's for you. And it has a tiny hint of pepper to play against the sweetness and your adventurous side. So what I love about this is that she's selling based on someone's personality type. She's selling based on your unique you, like oh, you know what you would like? You would like this red car over here, because I can tell you're very adventurous and, you know, that color will speak to you, that type of thing. So something where you're diagnosing what people really love, they love that in sales. If you can, you know, figure out their type and what would match with their type, it's like, oh, I love that, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And You know, to add to that she tried it with the boy as well right after and so I think she reinforces this and he sees teeth blood and skull so she's like oh that's very dark okay so you will probably love the bitter chocolate and you know of course the kid's super excited and he eats it but I love that because then she looked at him and gave him exactly what he was looking and seeing and wanting Um, and that's it guys. It's super simple.
0: Yeah.
1: What, what are they wanting or seeing?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: and and his mom,
0: so his mom said no, because it was lent. So she didn't want him having chocolate at that point. So they walked out of the store, but the other woman who was left in the store was,
1: was immediately sold. Right, Tina? Yep. So she asks us to buy a whole thing of that chocolate. And then as she's wrapping it up, the shop owner gives her a free little gift of other chocolates to her husband. Uh, I th- what did she say it was for? It was a really good one. <laughs>
0: she says, um, well, the, first of all, the, the woman says, could you put a ribbon on her item? And then I could pretend they are for my husband. And the shopkeeper says, um, you know, here's a gift. These are for your husband. They're unrefined cocoa nibs from Guatemala to awaken the passion. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, and of course the the woman who's buying says you have obviously never met my husband and um she says you have obviously never tried these chocolates. Such a beautiful follow-up line and clearly she's going to make a customer for life. Like this woman's going to take those chocolates home. Her husband's going to love them, hopefully. <laughs> Brings out the passion and um she can really see the value of having someone Listen to her, listen to what she's needing in life and provide that without even her having to ask
1: directly. Mm. Yeah. It's going that extra mile too, because it's not like she was going to buy it or pay for it. It's like, here you go. Here's an extra treat. So that's why bonuses work well, guys. Um, extra treats. Yes. Please give the extra treats. Yeah. There is a, um,
0: there's a specific sales tactic that works called re- uh, reciprocation, which is that if you give something to someone, they are more likely to want to give back to you. Um, so this week, for instance, uh, this happened to me, actually. I didn't I didn't think it was going to happen to me, but I was sharing with you that I uh, referred someone to work with a real estate agent that I know, and she ended up buying a house with her. They loved each other. I was not thinking about any sort of commission whatsoever, but I got a check in the mail from my friend for referring this woman to her, um, with the note saying, "You know, she wouldn't have been my customer without your referral, and thank you so much." And, oh, did it cross my mind to refer more people to her? Of course, like that reciprocity—it really works in business and in sales. So, anytime you can think about what could I give someone extra. What would make it feel extra special and what would help them and, you know, what would make this purchase stand out in their mind? You'll probably have a customer for life.
1: Oh, my gosh. What an amazing friend you have. That's so sweet. And yes. I know. So smart because now you're going to be thinking of her every time. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was floored when I got that check and I, I definitely was not doing it for that reason. I just I wanted it to work out for both of them, but it worked out, it was a win-win-win for all of us. And, um, that's what you want in sales. You want a win-win-win for everybody.
1: Yes. Love it. All right. So we're going to move into the second one that we love. Um, you guys have probably all heard of The Office, the show. Um, we love it. Um, and so in season five, episode six, there's a, uh, scene where Michael, Dwight, and, and Jim are role playing um, in the office on the phone. So Jim says to Dwight, okay, you have to sell to Jim without being aggressive, hostile, or difficult. And this is role play. So ready and go. <laughs> um, and so of course, Dwight picks up the phone says hi, Jim responds. Um, and at one point, Jim, or Dwight asks what his name is. And so he has a really funny name. Um, he says his name is, I forget the first name. The last name was Buttlicker. Yeah. William, William (laughs) Buttlicker. William (laughs) Buttlicker. That's amazing. And so Dwight is laughing. He's like, Really? But liquor, <laughs> so Jim, Jim gets all offended, and he's like, "Yes, yes, it is. So
0: my First family all, built this country," is what he says. Like that was that was what was hilarious. Is you know, and this is true on sales calls. Like the uh, the reason why I love this role play so much is that it actually does a pretty good job of showing how people who are very serious about their lives can get offended very quickly (laughs) if you say the wrong thing on a sales call.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to names, too, I think the biggest thing is if you don't know how to say someone's name, please ask them. It's like the first thing I do is, hey, I just want to get your name right. Can you let me know how um, I could pronounce it? And that's going to build instant rapport because in this case, he completely made fun of him. And so now Jim's already offended. He's he's not feeling it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a, a quick little tip
0: on names as well is to rhyme the name with something else that you remember. So uh like um well this is a name that we've we've had recently in our sales playbook, which is Dallin like Dallas versus Dallin, like a doll. So Dallin like Dallas. So if you're thinking that in your head, then you you recognize, oh, okay, you know, that's what the name is gonna be, right?
1: yeah thank goodness that was so good because i literally had to use it every time I, I, when i was about to say his name i'm like dallas dallas dallen all right thanks Chanel yeah. for that tip <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know about you guys but like names go over my head like instantly um especially it's like hey hi i'm tina and it's like oh shoot tina tina uh, so that's a really really good tip um my other tip for remembering names is um finding another word that starts with the same letter in an, like a little a Alliteration kind of way. And so um, <laughs> we did this in my high school as an intro when we um, had our English class, and she made us pick an alliteration name for ourselves, present it in front of the class so everyone could remember. And I'm like, Tina, what? Uh, so I was like, Tuna, Tina. Uh, it's not the best name ever, but. Now everyone remembered my name and they're like, huh, oh, tuna tina, how huh, funny. And I'm like, darn it, I should have said terrific tina or something <laughs> cooler. Why did you have a tuna salad sandwich <laughs> that day? I just I was just hungry, I guess, and yeah. I had to come up with a tea name. Man, but people remember, right? And if people you can make it remember. If you can make it funny, that's bonus points.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll t- I'll since you just shared that, I'll share my embarrassing one, which is jello um instead of- <laughs> i think that's better jello janelle yeah um that is actually sometimes how it's autocorrect spelled on the phone at times so that's the other
1: way you can that's amazing remember those
0: things <laughs> okay so so
1: back to the office <laughs> yes <laughs> big sidetrack um okay so what happens after that um well, basically, at that point, the person Jim
0: is playing um, gets so offended, he asks to talk to the manager, right? So Dwight's Dwight has to give the phone over to Michael, who's the manager, and you know, Michael basically says, "This is Michael, and how can I help you?" And <laughs> he's got a, he's got a fairly, you know, like I'm in charge kind of voice. Since we're talking about tone, I'm in charge. I'm here to help.
1: Yes, yes, and. <laughs> And so it helps sometimes, honestly, because we don't mean to, but we might just... offend the, the prospect, right? Or even um, break that rapport and you're like, shoot, I don't know how to recover from this. There's no going back at this point. So it's probably a good idea to give it to your manager or even, um, you know, your team member to be like, hey, I don't know what I did, but I cannot fix this. Like, Can you go say hi and kind of like soften the blow a little bit and really redo um, that whole thing? <laughs> so good strategy and good tip there. And it's totally happened to me before too. Um, And interesting story is when I first got into um, this coaching sales industry, some prospect was asking me very detailed questions on the offer and the program. And I was new, so I didn't think to learn all the nitty gritty details because I just I just didn't remember it. So he's like, well, what about this? And does it come with that? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. And he's like, well, can you tell me? Or can you point me to the person that actually knows their stuff? And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm like, at that point, you don't want to like offend them even more and come back and just be like, hey, stop being rude or anything. But you really want to. So I just bit my tongue and was like, yes, yeah, sir. Absolutely. Sorry about that. I'm going to go ahead and reach out and have my manager speak to you. And then I hung up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I literally sent in my my coworker, and she was just like, oh, no worries. I'll call him. And um, then it all worked out and he bought. And I'm like, what the heck? How did you do it? And she's like, oh i just started asking him questions and um that was interesting because he was asking me questions and i was being pretty much pushed into a wall in the corner because i couldn't give the answer and she's like i just took initiative had the confidence and started asking him questions and reassuring him everything he was looking for was fine and that we have it i'm like dang it okay well thank you (laughs)
0: Really, really good tip. I had a similar conversation this week with someone who was grilling me. And a lot of times those folks have had bad sales situ, like they, they, had a bad memory of buying something that wasn't the right fit for them. So now they're like, I'm going to get really aggressive and make sure that this is the right fit for me. And you as the poor salesperson who's with them is like, whoa, okay. And and that's your right. The way to turn it right back around is to ask questions about, so tell me more about why you're asking that particular question. What makes it important to you to know the answer to that particular question Um, without being annoying, obviously. We do want to give people great answers, but (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so what happens next in our scene from The Office? Michael's now on the phone. Jim's with him, you know, after having gotten very offended with Dwight. Um, what happens after that, Tina?
1: Oh, so then Jim's like, Michael, I like you. I'm going to go ahead and buy all this paper with you. Um, yeah. and, and of course, Michael's like, see? that's look at that and literally (laughs) it wasn't because it wasn't because michael said anything different um but he just came off really confident like hey this is michael (laughs) how can i help you which is really funny because it doesn't work that way typically
0: Jim Jim actually says, "Michael, I like the sound of your voice," which is yes. so which is so perfect for us talking about tone and body language. Like, "I just like the sound of your voice." You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy 1 million dollars worth of paper products today. You know, of course, that's unlikely to happen that someone's going to be making that big of a sale based on somebody's tone of voice. But it is a big part of it. Like, it will convey confidence, it will com- convey authority, your tone of voice. So that's why we wanted to share these scenes with you so you could get a sense of that. And, and yeah, they're super funny.
1: Yeah. And to back up a little bit, because I think we missed one of the important part, too, is that um Jim was saying, hey, can you speak louder to Dwight? So Dwight starts screaming at him on the phone to speak louder. And so at this point, Michael's like, you can never scream at the customer. Like, that's not okay. So that was another reason why he was really upset. Jim was really upset at Dwight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Michael had to step in, but it all it all worked out. Um, and you know, role plays obviously aren't real life, but it is very important to practice with your team. And um, we like to make it silly and difficult for a lot of our team members, just because sometimes that comes up and you need to be able to move forward quickly. Um, otherwise, it gets really awkward and worse. So you know, it's it's like improv. Salespeople are really good at improvising. That's why I think we can be comedians some days. Yeah.
0: yeah. And role-playing is definitely not people's favorite things to do. Almost everyone has some form of stage fright or performance anxiety of doing it in front of their peers, but it will grow your skill set so much. And it can be super funny if you choose, you know, different personas like Jim has. Um, (laughs) You know, Tina on our last role-play was the owner of a pole dancing fitness studio And, uh, that, that was, that was quite funny. (laughs) It was Um, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, we usually try to, to choose things that are kind of off the wall. Definitely. You'll want to do that with your team. Um, we are going to put the links for both of these scenes in the show notes and we recommend they're only two to three minutes long, but we recommend that you watch them and really think through how could you apply this to your own sales skills, what did you learn from it? Because they are really good teaching tools, even though they're fictional examples of sales calls or sales interactions, they're,
1: they're well worth learning from. Yes. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. Um, but stick around because we're going to do one more during, during our juice section over at the Patreon side. So come find us and listen to us over there at patreon.com forward slash juicy closers. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks juicy
0: closers listeners. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. So listen up. This is important. You've won the opportunity to hear another jam packed episode about sales next week. Just click subscribe. And we'll be back next Thursday with more tips on how to print money and make more sales. Click subscribe to never miss an episode.
1: Juicy Closers is brought to you by Defy Sales. It is written and hosted by Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Produced and edited by Julie Tran, creative writer Valeska Griffiths. Music for this episode composed by Drew Pigeon. And special thanks to Tijuana Ship and Eloisa Villanueva.